0: It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back, enjoy another final episode from a blindness perspective as we navigate Android.
1: Hello and welcome to all the listeners to this seventh episode of the Blind Android Users podcast. In today's podcast, we will be first of all welcoming... A mystery guest from Prometheus who will talk about two of his new apps that he has released. One of it is a news feed, which was talked about on a mailing list. And another one is the classic e-reader. Then we have a review of LG V50. It is not the newest device, but it is a good device even today. Then Warren will demonstrate the native apps that come with your Android phone and how to use them. Or if you need to replace them, then which apps are better? And at last, we will be closing the show with a story by our Android journey story by Anthony. I use our listener to the podcast. So Warren,
0: how are you? Well, thank you so much, Austin. I'm doing great. We've got a little bit of snow out here today. So it's just been kind of a colder day. Um, I mean, this weekend has been just uh, very cold. And so... But glad to be here to be recording this uh, podcast for you guys, and most especially, we're going to be uh, closing up our segments that we talked about when we were setting up an Android device. And today we're going to talk about uh, some of the five native apps that are most important after that setup is done. So, But before that, like Austin said, we're going to hear a mystery guest, and that's the, um, the developer of both the Prometheus News Feed reader, as well as the classic e-reader. So we're going to now introduce that person. We want to welcome a very special guest, Robert, from Romania. From um, Romania. And Robert, you want to introduce yourself to our
2: listeners. Hello, I'm Robert Bartolomei. I'm the developer of the Prometheus News feeds app. And um, I, uh, I'm here talking about the app.
0: Thank you so much, Robert. So we're talking about Prometheus, uh, the newsfeed app that I had posted on our mailing list. And you also have another app that I have talked about, but hasn't been talked about as much as the Prometheus app. And that would be the um, classic e-reader. But we want to talk about both, really, because they are both, you know, have different functions that they do. And how about you? Take us back and talk about um, the Prometheus News App. You know what gave the idea, and then you know we go from there.
2: Okay. Um, well, at the time when I before I was uh, I started uh, working on the Prometheus News App, uh, I was myself using uh, other um, news feed uh, providers, uh, also news apps like. Uh, or can I say uh, the names of the apps or anyways, uh, other apps. And uh, I was, um, I, mm, I've, I found uh, the user interface of those uh, apps to be um, uh, lacking from the um, perspective of uh, the point of um, user interface point of view. And um, they weren't very um, intuitive. From my point of view so uh, i started uh, that may gave me the idea to to make an app that uh, for me it was easier to to use and uh, also uh, more intuitive and with a simpler uh, ui than uh, than others because for example some some of the apps have a very fancy way of showing the the news but uh, it's very hard to navigate uh, through um, through uh, Windows.
0: That that makes sense because you know um, at least you know how to write an app now. So if it were someone like me, I find a, an app that I like, or you know, but then you know the interface is not good. I am stuck with it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at least I for you, have... you decided, hey, I need a better solution. And frankly, I think this is the reason why we wind up having better and better apps because, you know, exactly. um, you know, uh, people like you who at least know how to write apps, you know, then you see there's something not adding up right or something not uh, particularly right with a particular given app for a particular um, you know, task and therefore you write your own and then you correct those issues. And what winds up happening is that knuckleheads like me now have a better app because of your observations. And so that was really good.
2: Also from uh, because uh, the user gave me feedback on the app and uh, I constantly change it and upgrade it so uh, it's not only my uh, my design here it's also the user feedback that uh, drove the uh, the up uh, improvements uh, sort of speaking
0: that's right so you actually you hear from users but then the idea first came to you based on yes. your observation of the ones that you are using and you were not satisfied with what you saw and therefore decided i think i should a stab at writing my own and then you put it out there and then users like me come along and say hey you know robert if you could do this or add this and that and that takes us to the part of accessibility because i am blind and for me and our listeners accessibility is always key and when we talk about accessibility we're making reference to you know things like uh, the screen reader and of course this app of yours when it came out, you know, it supported TalkBack. Now, how did you get the idea of making it accessible to TalkBack?
2: Well, uh, actually from a user. He asked me uh, in a mail, that email, that uh, if I can um, add this uh, functionality so it's um, compatible with uh, Google TalkBack. And got uh, I documented myself on this uh, app and um, learned how to make my app, uh, app compatible with uh, with Google TalkBack and uh, got to work to change it.
0: Was that too hard of a thing to do? Because, you know, as a blind person, sometimes when we contact, you know, developers asking them to make things accessible, following Google guidelines of, accessibility to make it accessible for whether, you know, one is using a screen reader or whatever. The usual thing that we hear from most developers is that, oh, this is time consuming and I don't have the resources to yeah. do that. Now, how did that come across to you? Was it something that you thought it was going to be such a huge undertaking or how was it in your
2: experience? Yeah, at the beginning, uh, before I learned how to do and the, uh, the, how to make the changes in my app, I had that, the same impression that it is going to be very hard to uh, make the changes, and it will uh, take um, uh, much time to do it. But uh, after I got uh, my document myself um, on hundred uh, guidelines, sort of speaking, um, it wasn't that hard. It's true; it, it, threw it to, uh, took me like I don't know a week um, in my spare time to to make the changes. But uh, in the end, it's not that uh, hard. It's uh, doable, sort of speaking.
1: The Prometheus app is very is fantastic. I have used the app a lot, and I use it almost every day to read news feeds. The app is very it's, nice, and uh, I congratulate you, you for in, uh, including accessibility in the app.
2: Thank you very much. I, uh, I it means a lot uh, to me to to hear this from uh,
0: my users. And then Robert, one thing that you added of recent and that came with the last update was the ability uh, to use the TTS because... Um, you know, we, we go back to a blind person. You're reading as a blind person and maybe the article is a long article and I want to just shut off my screen and just listen to it, In you know, mm-hmm. as to uh, having the screen on, you know, to use, to read it with TalkBack. Now you added, and I think I contacted you about adding a ability to use Yes, a GPS, yeah. and, uh, That was a while back and you said, yeah, you're going to take a look at that. And sure enough, the last update that you pushed out actually now has that t- TTS support, and um, it's such a joy to see that because I want to be able to find something that I'm reading, shut off my screen, and I'm listening to my readout, you know, using my headset or whatever the case may be. And then, um, was that a hard process? How was that uh, experience for you?
2: Well, um, not really. Um, The thing was that I had also to... To fix uh, some important bugs before, I kind of had to um, redesign a little um, the interface to upgrade some uh, some packages because uh, um, I was uh, receiving some complaints that uh, the application was crashing when uh, switching to news details to the article. But after that, um, I. Um, started working on uh, text-to-speech feature um, i was a little familiar uh, with um, uh, integration of text-to-speech um, from my um, other app uh, um, classic reader uh, that one had uh, uh, since a few years back uh, this uh, functionality and um, That needs also upgrading, uh, by the way. Uh, I need to make some updates to to that. And um, yeah, it wasn't uh, very hard to do. so, but, uh, so so you have another
0: app called a cash reader. I, I don't think I knew about that.
2: Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, a classic classic reader.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right. So we have that TTS integration now. And I think my last email to you about it was, you know, see if there's going to be any possibility of you um, making it to where one could pick one's uh, choice of TTS with which to read because in its current state now, it would be using one's uh, men driving TTS. So for instance, if my driving TTS is the Google TTS or the acapella TTS, that's what it would be used in uh, reading out uh, the, the news for me. Now, yeah. uh, what most of us blind people tend to do is that when we have several different TTS Uh, Engines. We use them for different things. We could use one for navigation, use one for when I'm recognizing, um, you know, currency bills or, you know, banknotes and things like that. And then when it comes to reading either uh, e-books and stuff like that, then I also choose a different TTS to read. And so that's why I was asking you if that was a possibility. And I know that, you know, it's busy for you, but, you know, sometime maybe if you have time later on down the road, something you might look into
2: yeah actually I'm working on it <laughs> uh, I started the work on uh, uh, engine text-to-speech engine selection uh, and um, I need to test it right now I'm uh, in the testing phase Um but the thing is that I found only a couple. Another text to speech engine similar to Google text to speech, um, and that's the only one on the market. Uh, because uh, I try to have more more um, engines uh, to test, so I can be sure that uh, it works properly for on all of them. Um, I don't. I so don't, uh,
0: actually, Robert. Um... What happens is that, you know, those, if one has multiple TTS engines, like I do, and, you know, Austin does, and most blind people uh, do, you know, once, you know, we click on that choose TTS and you know, it will show the TTS engines that are available on available, the, yeah, on the yeah. device. And so, you know, once you have it to where we could, you know, uh, choose TTS engine, it will take us to the, de- to the default, where the TTS engines are located. And from there, based on what we have natively on our phone, um, then we can choose from it. So once you are able to do that to where it points it to where it could look for the TTS uh, you know, directory, we are fine. We'll be able to get what we need from there. So I think so far as... As long as you are able to, you know, test it, you know, with maybe uh finding the a cappella, then I think you are good to go. And like okay. like always though, you know, if you want, you can always send us like send me an APK or send Austin an APK, you know, uh before you publish it and we, we can test it and report it back to you, uh our observation, because I have maybe okay. like 19 different, you know, voices that I want to check it against those.
2: Okay, perfect. We'll do that.
0: Yeah. Now, so how about you tell us about, you know, um, the interface, you know, how the app is, you know, what it does, because I know it's a news feed, you know, someone may, those that haven't heard about it yet now wouldn't know exactly what we're talking about.
2: Yeah, uh, so uh, it's a news feeds provider, and actually it's a news feeds aggregator, so it, um, you Register the um, uh, news feed source on the app, and uh, um, after that, the app extracts the feeds from uh, from that source that you provided, and uh, show it uh, shows you the the news, and uh, you can read the um, the news the each article that uh, it's registered there it's uh, nicer with uh, the texas speech uh, now i'm also using it and <laughs> not the, the time. so
0: <laughs> you see that's what i meant because it's not only the blind really that uh needs that because you know maybe you're doing something working on something at your house or you know maybe you're walking yeah, yeah. down the street and you know you have your headset on you can listen to your news and the same thing goes for the um classic e-reader and so should we move to the classic e-reader i mean so we're having a price of two for one you know (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. you know so we're having you now we might as well talk about the classic uh, reader as well so how about you take a little bit of time and tell us about the classic e-reader
2: okay so classic reader it's an app that uh, can read the uh, books in uh, EPUB format. So you can, if you have any EPUBs on uh, your phone, you can uh, uh, search for them in the on the app. And it has uh, auto-search features. It just gave it um, our uh, main uh, directory, and uh, it uh, searches for uh, um, EPUB extension on your uh, phone. If uh, if it has the permissions uh, to to do so, because some um, on uh, different Android levels, um, the higher the Android level, like uh, 9, 10, or now the eleven, it uh, restricts more uh, the access for the apps um, on the on the different uh, folders. So. Um, in android uh, 5 for example like lollipop it was uh, pretty simple you had access like everywhere yeah uh, almost everywhere
0: <laughs> but, but uh, now we uh, have a restriction uh, yeah
2: exactly it's a kind of it's better because it's um, a security feature that uh, it's better to have for all of us
0: and it it makes sense to me because you know like for me um, on my phone i have a folder that is called books and all my books are placed in this particular folder. So, you know, if using an app like the classic reader, I'll just point it to grab stuff from my books, uh, my books folder and so it's not, you know, combing all around my phone trying to find books and I think it saves both me and, and the app some time in finding what I'm looking for. Now another feature that I usually like in um you know uh, you know uh, e-readers is the ability to have a table of contents uh support. Now I don't remember I know I've, I have it and I I should have uh, looked at it before I came on today. That's uh the classic reader support
2: table uh table of No contents? Uh, at the moment no 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 at the moment it doesn't support uh, table of contents. Okay. Uh, so um The thing is that I will uh, add this feature in a future release. Um, But um, the thing is that um, table of contents, um, not all of EPUBs have this table of contents because it needs to be registered inside the the EPUB into the the book so the app can know and read it and provide it to to the user. Um, I'll, uh, I'll try to add this feature in a future uh, release.
0: That makes sense because some books have table of contents. So, you know, um, if I don't want to read like the preface or like the uh, forward to a book or things like that, and I just want to jump straight to chapter one or, you know, something like that, um, I think that surely comes in handy. But, you know, um, as time permits you, I'm sure that you would look into this uh, feature as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I will do. No, I will uh, make the changes.
1: So in our mailing list, we got a email from people saying that Amazon Kindle is not accessible. So will it read books from Amazon also, or only EPUBs? Uh,
2: for the moment, only EPUBs.
1: And I think because
0: uh, Amazon books are, you know, DRM, you know, protected. Yeah, even yeah. if if one has access to those, you know, those cannot be read. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a problem with the Kindle uh, because, you know, uh, Robert, what we like to do as blind people, if I'm not reading the text using my eyes, then, you know, I'm using my ears. There's absolutely no reason for me to keep the screen on. And so what we have, oh, yeah. you know, is that with Kindle is that once you turn off the phone, you shut off the screen, and it finishes reading the page that you are currently reading, then it stops because the screen is off and Amazon just doesn't get it. And I don't know what to do. It's like, I want to pull my hair off.
2: (laughs) it's uh, it's, um, Actually, I know about it. Also in my classic reader, it, it has the same issue. Um, it. I think it was made. Uh, it was a change made in uh, Android system in a version of Android system and the uh, uh, thing of compatibility. Um, and because it used to work. This uh, the app used to work also after you finish the first um, the current page, it uh, goes to the next page to to read. Um, I'll uh, make the proper changes also because this is a bug i was i was planning to fix uh, since uh, a few weeks ago um probably this this will be the first um, in the next release the bug this bug fix um it should work after these um, this changes i'll make sure it works also it continues to read the next two pages.
0: That would be great because, just like I've described, you know, most especially if I'm reading a book, you know, and and I'm blind, I definitely want to shut off the screen and just just listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so it, it's a huge, huge uh, feature, and I'm glad you've observed that and you're going to be working on that. That's really good.
2: Yeah, as um, I don't know how to say as um, compromise um, compromise. Yes. Um, temporary compromise until I release it. Um, could uh, set the font uh, to send the set the dark mode to the app, and after that, set the font to black. Uh, to so it doesn't uh, uh, emits uh, too much light and practically no light, and it doesn't consume the battery that much. But uh, after you, if you press uh, by mistake the power button, it will stop. And so this is a, only a temporary compromise yeah.
0: and and that that makes sense and then you know the um cuz it all depends on <clears throat> the time that one has their screen you know, auto shut off uh, set to, uh, you know, most users don't know how to change that. So it's by default, you know, like 30 yeah, seconds, 30 you know, seconds. something yeah. like that. And um, so <laughs> if yeah, we, no, you know, yeah, so I think the um, the best fix would be when you're able to do that. And that's the thing we've been hounding Amazon on. Uh, most of the uh, other apps, you know, have that ability, capability, you know, to read with your Screen off, and so uh, you know, Robert. I am optimistic you're going to do this because y- you've always come through. So <laughs> <laughs>
2: thank, you. thank you, I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> I think you will do it.
2: <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not uh, too much responsibility now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, you know, we're looking forward to it. And like I said, you know, if you want, you know, either me or uh, Austin. You know, to test something before you publish it, you know, just just send us the APK, and frankly, we'll be more than happy to you know uh, better test that for you. So yeah,
1: we will you give know, you feedback.
0: Yeah, and Thank that you. takes Perfect. off that load off your back because you know you are already busy doing this and that, and then you're finding time to try to you know test that. That's just a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think we've done you've you've told us a lot, um Robert. Unless, you know, if you have some more things you want to tell us about it, you know, since you haven't had dinner, I I'm, I'm going to let you go eat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, so tell us, we're we're from Romania. Are you are you in Bucharest? I, I think that's know, the only Bucharest, place yes. I, I know is uh, Bucharest. Yes, yes. Oh, great, great. So, Robert, can we can we have you back another time again? Because you know, after you've done all these fixes, frankly, I'd like you to come on back and let's talk about it again. You know, and talk about the treatment sure, sure. and things like that. So, um, you know, when you do these things and you know, if you have time, I want you to come back. And so I'll remind you about it so that if you have time, then you could come back again with an update, give our listeners an update. For sure, yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, uh, Austin, any words thank to our, our friend before he goes looking for something to eat?
1: Thank you, Robert, for all the accessibility work you have put into the app.
2: Thank you also for using the app.
0: And yeah, thank okay. you so much. And we appreciate you doing this because not many developers are willing to do this. And, and I, I can't thank you enough for um, making the changes and making it accessible to you know, those of us who are blind. Now, prior to, I should have asked this, but have you run into any blind person using a smartphone before, uh, you know, Robin? Mm-hmm. No, no. so So, now you know that we do
2: (laughs) yeah yeah.
0: well thank you so much appreciate you bro really appreciate you thank you
2: thank you also
0: all right thank you and have a, a good one and um you will be coming back on
2: for sure yep okay bye
0: okay bye thank you so much well that was our story there with our friend Robert Bartholomew from Romania such a great time that we had together and so Austin how about now we want to move on and introduce our next guest one of our own our very own our own very friend Harith from Algeria he's going to be reviewing a wonderful device called the LGV50 and um you know, like he would say, you know, he got it for a good price. You know, good moolah on that one. <laughs> so yeah, he
1: got it for a good moolah.
0: <laughs> uh, so uh, Harith is going to be giving us that story. So let's now take a listen to Harith's
3: story about his LG
0: V fifty.
3: Hello, everybody. This is here to talk about my newly purchased uh, smartphone that is LG V fifty. I know it's not the latest uh, production of LGs, uh, that would be the V60 or V70 maybe, but the V50 is not that bad because uh, it was good for my budget, I got it on a good deal, and uh, the reason that I purchased this phone, are it has almost everything I, I really like in a smartphone. Uh, good quality, good build quality headphone jack 3.5 millimeter headphone jack and it has the micro sd card slot and most importantly it has that quad DAC audio uh, amplifier for headphone and uh, that is something By itself, worth uh, good money because it produces spectacular good quality audio for listening if you have the proper audio source. The phone comes uh, in a a regular pack, really good and strong box, and uh, it comes with a charger and USB-C charging cable. Uh, Plus, probably it's the only phone I've seen lately that comes with a uh headset 3.5 millimeter headset some companies dropped that maybe samsung are the only ones that ship their phones with a headset i don't know about the latest ones but maybe a couple years back i've got one to my wife uh, and uh, it has an audio it has a a headset uh, with it describing the phone is pretty easy Uh, it has the volume uh, control on the left side under that, there's a dedicated assistant, uh, uh, you know, assist, virtual assistant button the, like the to make it for Google or what uh, Google Assistant or any other uh, app if you can assign it to it. And the power button is on the right side of the device. On the back of it, uh, it has the fingerprint sensor, and that thing is fast. I mean, it's very fast compared to my uh, nokia 6.1 uh phone see if i'm gonna touch it right now i don't know if you're gonna hear the chime but you just touch it it's opened uh, i mean like a f- tiny fraction of a second it opens the thing and it uh it's very very fast and uh Some of the features of the phone are really good. Software-wise, it's good. It has the latest uh, December security patch, December 2020 security patch. I'm recording this uh, on January 20th, uh, 2021. So it's not that very uh, bad uh, of an update. And it has Android 10. I don't know. I'm not sure if this would be the last upgrade. Even if it is, um, I'm a guy with... uh, a hobby of doing custom of installing custom roms on phones and what pushed me toward this device there are there is a, a small community of people that are successfully flashed custom roms on it so for the future i won't be uh, like very far back with them i'm gonna keep it on a stock rom uh, for the for, for the near future until it's really outdated software wise uh, the phone i've tested it for the audio quality for the audio playback with the akg n40 that's a kind of a good uh, headset it's a ear but it's really good one it's kind of like a a high end or if you're into the audio stuff they call it mid-fi end but, but it, probably a very high-end uh, earbud because it's musical and it's fantastic uh the thing needs a really powerful device to get its real potential of uh, audio generation so this phone has no trouble making it work uh, and making it really generate the the actual audio even better than my uh, high-end laptop the sound on this thing is unbelievably great i mean the the headset audio quality because the built-in speakers i never believe in them it has stereo speakers one on the top and one in the bottom and it has stereo microphones that i'm recording uh, from now i put it on the normal mode so it won't be like going back and forth left and right because on studio mode they have to be static in one place to to do those i'm really happy with the phone it's not very expensive if you get it on a deal, maybe around three hundred dollars. While while it was just uh, launched, it was above a thousand a thousand dollars. Great quality, good phone, highly accessible. When I when I opened it from the box, I just powered it on, in less than a minute, a few seconds actually. Uh, I got a, a voice uh, prompt says uh, if you want accessibility services to be uh, running or something like that. It told me. If I need accessibility, like talk back, I press and hold with two fingers in the middle of screen. Uh, So it tells you when you need to put your fingers over there. And the rest of the steps are very accessible. And it has uh, a neat feature that I really didn't know about. That you really can call uh, uh, Google, say the command. I didn't say it now because it would respond to me. Even if the phone is locked. uh, the phone is locked, you can ask it whatever, and it responds even if it's not plugged into the charger. The things works, and it's like works. It works like 99.9% of the times, I call it. It just, even if it's in my pocket, it would work. It, it was pretty cool. Yep, that's most of the things I had with this device. Yeah, by the way, uh, it has another feature that you touch the screen, like tap the screen with three fingers a couple times, you'd get uh, what they call My it. They call it uh, uh, privacy screen. I'm going to give it a try right now. See, double tap with three fingers. Privacy screen is on. I'm going to double tap again with three fingers. Privacy screen is off. Privacy screen is off. It works. I don't know how they did it, but it works and it's really good and it has an a built in come with uh stock software, what they call hD audio recorder and that thing is accessible and it records really good. I'm recording this with it uh, using that uh, uh piece of software that app and uh I'm gonna show you how it fast it's fast I'm using uh I'm using eSpeak with it and it is fast.
4: Messages, camera, here, Maps, app, messages, apps, see. Calendar.
3: to show you how fast you can
4: tell
3: by the clickings it, it jumps over the things like in no time instantaneous almost so you can tell how fast it is and uh um, really it's it's amazing so that's pretty much most of it the rest of the things are pretty much similar to any uh, to, uh, pretty much uh, yeah similar to uh, to uh, any other phone i'd like to thank my brother warren and austin and everybody working on this beautiful wonderful useful beneficial podcast thanks a lot and i wish you'd all share our experiences with your phones And uh, this is Harith, who's talking to you from Algiers, Algeria. Thank you very much.
1: You know, one thing I want to comment in the review of the LG V50, when Harith was reviewing the device, he said, and I've never tried an LG phone before, so I don't know if he said that as he turned on the phone, he waited for some seconds and he got a speech automatically telling him that if you want to use accessibility services, then hold these volume buttons or Hold the fingers on the screen. I think this is very good, and I think all the OEMs should have this. This is also there on the Mac, I think.
0: Actually, you know, um, another um, you know another OEM that does this or used to do this was the Galaxy Samsung. Of course, I remember that with the Galaxy S seven, when I turned that thing on, actually the voice came up and instructed me on how to enable accessibility. Now, I'm not sure if they've continued that with other Samsung devices or not, but I can say without a doubt that the S7, the Galaxy S7 was like that. When you turn it on, the voice came on telling you how to enable accessibility. And this is one of the things that I've been saying about both Samsung and LG is that when it comes to accessibility, these guys go the extra mile in trying to make things more accessible to us. And I really like that. And, you know, Austin, like you said, I wish that other OEMs could do the same thing, whereby you turn on the phone and it comes up telling you, if you're blind, do this to enable accessibility. In this way, when someone who has never had any experience with an Android device turns it on, he gets the instructions on how to enable accessibility. But if we don't have this, then you have to know someone must have told you how to enable accessibility, or else you're not going to know how to enable that accessibility. So I'd like what LG is doing here
1: yeah but sadly you know the news is coming that they are selling their phone division so that is very sad for us
0: yeah, well, that any is points true. on that <laughs> that is true well we've been talking about on our mailing list and so um I just hope though that you know the um that the phone company or whatever the company remember we talked there was a news article that I posted on our mailing list it was called Vinsmart or something like that. And so apparently it seems like this is going to be the company that would get it, but we're not sure, you know, kind of like this a hush-hush, then it's out there, then LG tries to quieten it down. It's not really, um, they're not in the up and up. That's what's going on, but I think that's what's going on because they've been losing Moolah after Moolah with these LG phones.
1: And one of the reasons that they're losing the Moolah on the phones is they launched a phone in India for 11,000 rupees. This phone has Helio P22 processor. I don't know how many-year-old processor that is.
0: Uh, that's the, It's a MediaTek. Um, I think the P22... I think it's probably from 2018, if memory serves me right now. I could be wrong on that, uh, but it's one of the older Mediatek um, chips.
1: Yeah, I think it's from 2018, 2019, so it's old. And I don't know how it will support Android 12 and all.
0: Now, that phone is the one, the K42, the one we're talking about now, coming out running with um, Android 10 out of the box? Yeah, it is the K42. All right. Well, you know, we wish uh, good luck to... Uh, LG, but frankly, I would love LG to stay in the show, uh, stay in the phone business because the more OEMs we have, the better the competition is. But if they're not here, you know the market kind of shrinks a little bit, and um, we don't we don't have those challenges from other OEMs then, and the market kind of shrinks a little bit when it comes to manufacturers. Except, of course, we have a lot of Chinese uh, companies. But oftentimes that's not the case here out in the West. So we'll be missing something out here in the West if LG indeed goes away. But if the, um a Vietnamese thing comes in and even comes out here, and then we still have them. And now that we're done with talking about LG, you know, let's just talk a little bit about uh, finishing setting up your device. Because the last time that we were here together talking about setting up a device, I was demonstrating setting up that device with an older device. And we had two segments on that, and we finished it. Now that you have your device set up, We're going to talk about five apps that are most important apps that come natively on your phone. And Austin, what are these apps that are most important on our phones? What are some of these apps?
1: The first app is the dialer. That is the most important app. The second one is messaging. And then Gmail will come by default and also your camera app.
0: That's right. And so... Now, when we talk about the dialer, we're talking about the phone app. So, you want to call someone. Let's say you're not calling them on Hangouts or Google or WhatsApp, but someone locally, you just want to give a regular call. So, the phone dialer here is important. And in most cases, both the phone dialer and the contacts sometimes are marched together, even though they could stand at... um, as separate apps, yet in the same breath, when you launch phone dialer, and I'm using the Google um, phone for example, you know you will have the contacts tab there, and also that is true about Samsung phones as well. So that uh, phone dialer is a very important one because there you will have your uh, contacts as well. You open up the phone app, so at the bottom you have these tabs. Favorites. You have favorites at the far left.
4: Selected. Recent.
0: Then recent, that's your recent calls.
4: Contacts.
0: contacts, and if you tap on this, you're going to see all of your contacts. Voicemail. And then voicemail. Now, if, you, if your phone supports visual voicemail like mine does, because I'm with the Project Fi or Google Fi as this now, You know, you'll be able to read the transcripts of whatever calls that you received. And some uh, carriers support that and some don't. So that's one of the things that we have here. That would be the phone app and it's bundled together with the contacts, even though the contacts is there as a separate app. And so when you have Google, automatically your contacts would be synced to your account.
1: Now, I want to comment that the phone app may look different based on which phone you have. So if you have a Samsung phone, it may look different. A OnePlus may look different. Also, the gestures that you have to answer the call with may be different. If you have the OnePlus Nord, it uses the Google Dialer by default. But if you have another phone, you can install the Google Dialer from the Play Store.
0: And talking about answering calls, you know, like if you have the uh, Google Dialer, When you have an incoming call, then you you swipe up with two fingers to answer that call. And if you swipe down with two fingers, that declines the call. Now, in some older uh, phones, uh, maybe uh, before, um, like Marshmallow and below, you, you have to swipe right. I think, I don't remember it's been a while I had a, a Marshmallow phone or, you know, a Lollipop. I have a Lollipop here that I demonstrated the setup, Android setup on. But frankly, I don't have a SIM card in it to try to see how it is that one answers those calls. Because it's been a while I last used a, a Lollipop phone. That's Android version 5.
1: There used to be button on the screen to answer an end call whenever the call is to come. So there was no gestures that time.
0: Uh no, there was. They used you need to it used to be that you swipe it was there was a bubble when you have a call, then you know, you swipe right um from, you know, the middle just above the home key area, you swipe right with two fingers, that answers the call and if you swipe left it declines the call. That's how it used to be, you know, with uh both Jelly Bean Kit Kat and, and Lollipop. And I don't think that it changed. With the introduction of Marshmallow, I think the swipe after answer was when we got Nougat. Now, I don't remember. These things have been quite a while.
1: Yeah, four, five years almost now.
0: Yeah. Now, also, how about Gmail? When you you set up your Gmail account or when you log on to Google using your Google account, or whether you're having a first phone set up or whatever, by default you're already logged into Gmail and so you're going to see in the notification shade and what we're talking about notification shade is you know when you're on the home screen like we were last time when we set up the device you pu- you probably be hearing some sounds and those sounds probably coming from notification from your Gmail and in that case you'll just have to swipe down with two fingers and that will open up your notification shade and there you will see Gmail there Or in most cases, you'll see Gmail on the home screen or in a folder called Google, if you're using like a Google device or some of those OEMs that use the uh, Google or the Pixel launcher. So there's my Gmail. and So I I just have only, so if you have Gmail by default, kind of tends to group things for you so if you have forums and things like that it automatically groups those for you so uh that's one of the things that we just heard and on the gmail app you know now with the new gmail you have the ability or capability of launching meeting from here one of these days we're going to go into these apps individually and you know exclusively uh, demos demonstrate those so you see what they're all about so there's the Mail, tab, one so two. there's the mail, and then there's the meet tab to the left at the bottom left is your mail tab, and then the meet, meet tab two two. is to the right.
4: Meet, tab, two two.
0: See, meet. See, so I tapped on on meet, and now is I'm now in Google Meet, and I don't have any meetings um, coming on here. Mail, tab, so one two. I, I hit mail,
4: tab, one two. Two items.
0: Mail, back forums, mail. There you go. So that's Gmail. And if you want to compose,
1: Compose it's
0: right there above the um, Meet tab. That would be Gmail.
1: So the next app that we are going to demonstrate is the messaging app. So you have a phone and you make phone calls, but now you have to send somebody a message. And I know messaging has been reduced now, very less people use messaging. But sometimes there are some situations in which you need to send a message. Maybe the net doesn't work or something and you have to send a message. So messaging apps also may look different depending on which phone you have but you can always install the google messengers, google messaging app using the play store. So I have the google messaging app here and let me show you. So at the top right we have the more options button. Start chat. Then to the left of it you have unread Links, edit start chat the start chat button this is the compose message and then you have search the links, search links. links now this lets you search links in all the messages that you have it also lets you search for texts so in options menu we have something like
4: Options. Window. Mark all red.
1: In list. You can mark all as read, you can use Google messages for web so we can read messages on the web and one day we will do the demo of this message on the web. Choose theme. You can choose your theme, dark mode or light mode. Archive. You can select messages and put them in archive, you can also read archived messages. Spam and block. Here you get a list of spam and blocked users. Settings. and settings. Now settings, there Back. is a lot of settings Messages. but mostly options, you don't have to change anything here. You may have to change something known as message centers that will be given to you by your carrier and you need to change that. So the compose window
4: options, Start chat. has editing,
1: type in. the name. You can create a group. Between entering t- editing, type a name, phone so number, you, you email, type the and name number in the first field then you can switch between text and numbers, create, group. create a group, and then you will have a list of your contacts. So let's say if I want to send Editing, a message to Warren,
4: Selected, Warren,
1: I just need to select his contact.
4: Editing, text message, edit box, out of list. And English, US that US is it.
1: I have entered Warren's contact details. Now there is a English keyboard popped up to compose the message and I need to just type. Keyboard, voice input. This is a test using the messaging app. Fact. Button, keyboard, hit it. And all I need to do now is click on send. Send and message, showing English US keyboard. We're in, editing, chat, message sent. Oh,
4: button
1: navigation. And that box. is it. The message keyboard, it. is gone.
0: The camera app. We need to see those pretty faces and handsome faces. And so, some of the camera apps are not very accessible, and others are. In other words, what we're talking about here. If you're blind and you want to know when somebody's face is in the live view of the camera, you want the camera to be able to tell you, that is, the talk back to tell you, somebody's face is now within your camera view. And there are some third-party apps that would do that, but natively, some cameras don't. And the only ones that I know, now, Austin, if you know some that I don't know, you let us know, but I know the only ones that do... Are the Google camera and the Samsung cameras now? Uh, is there another one natively that that does this? Austin, do you know?
1: No, there's no native camera that does this, but for third party devices, they can install a Google camera from HDA.
0: And you know, if or people could install something like the open camera, you know, by some guy named Mark, and there was another one that I posted on. Actually, I think about three or four of those. Those also have a, what we call the face detection features. And so um, if the Google camera that is, is modded is not compatible with your device, then you have at least the open camera, which I've found out to be most compatible with most phones out there. So that will be another third-party option to go for. So you hear mine talking and... There's no. Uh, face, top left, with of I just, I just face, poin- top right, with of I just pointed it zero at face. myself, and then when I move it, it says zero faces. So that would be your app, and that's the uh, Pixel, Pixel phone Apple. using the Google uh, app. And I'm going to show quickly a third party, just in case that yours doesn't have a Google camera or a phone that doesn't have a Google camera support. Um you could use what I call the third party one and I talked about open camera for example. Um My apps. Let's, folder,
4: cameras, more items. So I got a, camera, fold.
0: a folder here with different cameras and open camera. So I'm gonna turn that on. Landscape, what's new? This
4: dialog is shown when open camera is updated. You can disable it under settings slash on screen is slash show what's dialogue Okay button. Okay. Camera, settings, button.
0: So when you when you
4: one face at top of screen, zero faces, one face right of
0: screen. See so I just zero pointed it at me and it tells me one face and all of that, and and that's how that one works. And you can go into the multiple cameras, the settings, and, and settings, you know which is found near the top right, and just set it to uh, have the face detection turned on. And that's
4: face detection. Use face detection instead of focus areas. On switch.
0: So you must always turn that on if you want to hear uh, if there's a face in the uh, view of the camera or not.
1: Allowed to make a comment on Open Camera that if you if you are like a videography, if you do video recording, if you want to use external mics, Open Camera does support external mics.
0: That's right, and this is such a beautiful thing. So that would be the Open Camera.
1: So the next app that we'll be talking about is the browser. Now, browser lets you uh, browse the web. And you know, download files and all those things. By default you get Chrome, but Samsung phones also bundle something known as Samsung Internet. So, let's open Chrome.
4: Five percent. Progress bar, seventy percent. Chrome. Blind Android Users Podcast WebView.
1: And you open a podcast page.
4: Default podcast image. Link. Not check. Checkbox. Oh, link episodes link subscribe link about link contact link times link search text field search for episodes search for episodes
1: and there you can see you can uh, view you can read the page so on the top you have Droid, the, a Christmas
4: gift for Edit box. the address, address. One open tab. The tabs.
1: then to the right of that you have a list of open tabs you can switch to tabs from there the extreme top right we have more options and you get a lot of options here one day we are going to do a detailed demo of all these apps and we will show you how to set chrome more better to use
0: all right so how about now we move on to the android journey and we're going to be having who now our friend anthony and some of you must have known him as the scorpion because he goes by that um, nickname and if you're part of our Telegram group, you would know Anthony. But if you're not, he seldom posts on our mailing list. But if you want to know, to get want to know or want to get to know Anthony, uh, you better join our Telegram group, and then you'll be able to meet uh, Anthony there. But for now, though, we're going to have you listen to Anthony's Android journey story.
5: Hey, hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? This is Scorpion, aka Anthony. I want to tell you guys about my Android journey, I guess, and, and you know, here's where we're going to go. Um, Particular years and months, I forgot. It's been such a long time. But I know I started in 2011. That I could definitely say that, 11. So um, I, was, I was using a Touch Pro 2, which is Windows. And um, I don't know, my, my friend was talking about Android, and, you know, he wanted to try it. But as of then, there was nothing really to help us out. And then this good old program came out, Mobile Accessibility, which I'm sure some of you guys have heard of. And he's like, yo, bro, you know, we should get it. We should, we should get the phone. We should get a phone, we should get the Evil Shift, which is uh, HCC, And we got this thing called Mobile Accessibility, which has, I think, 10 apps, and you know, this, this and that. We should try it, see how it goes. And we both got the same phone. Um, I think it was April, I think. April of um, 11, right? So we got it. Now, th- the HCC Shift has no home button. It's just a flat screen. You got your recent, back, and and you know overview buttons, whatever you want to call them, capacity buttons. And it had a physical keyboard though, so you could use the arrows, you know, left, right, up, down, whatever. And then, you know, of course, you could type. So that that's how you know you navigate the screen. And then your mobile accessibility, which you know you get the apps and and that phone, messages, mail, settings, I think, and I think web, I think, or something. I forgot how many. I don't had ten, but I forgot what they all were. So you know, and then when you go to your apps in the phone, it says that, you know, you can use it as a screen reader so outside the suite. So, it, you know, it worked for like Facebook general things. I mean, it was it was pretty decent. So, you know, cut right to the point. So, I used that for about, hmm, maybe a year, something like that. Well, then the phone's capacity got full, like the, the RAM, I guess, or well, the memory. The memory got messed up. So, basically, I needed a new phone because it was getting too full. So, you know, this was my first phone, so I wasn't sure how to, how to do things too much. So, I went to the iPhone 4S, which I think came out later was 2011, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was 11. I think, yeah, uh, later 11. So I got the iPhone 4S for about a hot minute. So then I moved to Texas to be my girl, which I'm still here, you know, And in 2012. So I was using the iPhone 4S for a hot minute. Then my friend tells me, hey, you know, why don't we try a different phone? I mean, uh, the Nexus, okay, it was the Nexus 4. So I got that and maybe, I think, 13. Or whenever it came out, I'm not sure the year exactly, but I know I got it. I got that after the uh, Eva shift, so I was working that for a little bit, which was cool. And then my friend tells me about uh, the phone, uh, Samsung. So uh, it was a Samsung S5. So whenever that came out, I got that phone. You know, sometime in the future, I forgot exactly when, of course. And Android was getting better back then, of course. You know, the uh, Samsung phone had um, um, yeah, what's it called? the a uh, home button, you know, so it was the S the Galaxy S5, you know, which was a pretty cool phone. I, I liked it. You know, it was, it worked pretty well for the time being, I guess. And then my Android journey went from basically that, between that and the iPhone up until today, you know, so I, I rocked basically S6, I think even the S7, the Note 5, the Note 7, which blew up, <laughs> the Note 8, the Note 9, um the Note 10. Now I got the Note 20 Ultra. Oh, and then I, I tried the Pixel phone last year, which wasn't bad. Um, I like that it got updates, you know, right away, which a lot of people, you know, said that's a cool thing. And I tried it. I didn't mind it too much. It's just I was used to Samsung and I'm still used to Samsung. Would I ever try a Pixel phone again? I don't know. I can't say no. I can't say yeah. Cause I don't really don't know, you know? Um, but those that, you know, like Pixels, that's fine. I'm not here to to mention anybody about it. It's just I don't like that ever the caller ID out loud. Um that was kind of annoying. That someone calls you and says, number five seven oh, this that, this, that, whatever the number may be, you know? What you thought was lame with Samsung, you swipe around to find it, which that makes a world of difference in my opinion. But uh that's my Android journey, you know, that's that's really about it. You know, I've been using Samsung phones throughout the iPhone, you know, um the Pixel four, I tried that, the Nexus four, I tried that. Um, HTC Evil Shift, which was way back in the day, phone. I tried that, but most of my Android journey has been about Samsung. So, um, you know, that's really about it. I, I enjoy Android, I like it a lot. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to, to make gripes about things, but overall experience has been pretty decent. You know, of course, like everyone, I wish certain things were fixed, you know, um, but that's neither here or there, I guess. But um, yeah, that's my Android journey, you know, so there you go.
1: Anthony's story was very nice. You know, he had the Note 7 that blew up. Wow.
5: What
0: a story indeed. He had that Note 7 that was recalled. Now, the Note 7 will go down as one of the very beautiful phones that Samsung ever made. And unfortunately, the battery, I guess the guys that, or who the people that provided them, provided them with the battery did a bad job. And so that phone wound up getting recalled. And so... Um, unless you find the, uh, the fan edition, which is not necessarily the same thing as the original. But, you know, if you look on eBay or something like that, you might get that uh, fan edition of the Note 7. So that would be our wonderful episode for today. And uh, Austin, you want to give our people a way of contacting us?
1: So, if you want to get a hold of us or contact us, you can send an email to us at blindandroidusers.com. That is C O N T A C T U S at blindandroidusers.com. And to join our mailing list, you can send an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. And the link for Telegram and Skype groups will be in the show notes.
0: And by the way, we encourage you guys to send us those Android journey stories and that email address. If you want to send us a recorded uh, story, Android journey of yours, you send us those stories to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com.
1: We thank our listeners for listening to us. And also, I want to make a point. We thank our listeners for receiving the roaming episode. It recorded a lot of listeners to it.
0: And by the way, talking about roaming, you know, we have another segment of that, which is actually going to go into real roaming you guys have listened to, and that was in our episode six, you've listened to the the terminologies and all of that. But this time around, the Mongolian minister himself is going to be baptizing some of those phones and immersing them into water, <laughs> so to speak. So don't miss that so that you have the opportunity to uh, participate in that baptism if you have someone that's waiting to be baptized. In other words, if you have a phone that's been needing some baptism, giving it a fresh life, that's going to be your opportunity. And so we will be bringing that segment, you know, one of these days, maybe in episode 11 or whatever. We're going to bring that in or maybe episode 10. We'll see how things pan out. But definitely we're going to have that second segment of the roaming and then we'll see the baptisms of the fonts right in there. All right, guys, thank you so much. Have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you next week.
1: Yeah, we look forward to seeing you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users podcast. For questions, concerns, or suggestions, we encourage you to send us email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. Should we have any increase, those increase should be directed to increase at blindandroidusers.com. We do enjoy those My Android Journey stories, and for those, we encourage you to send those recordings to journey at blindandroidusers.com. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, have a wonderful time.